Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Monday, October 17th. Today happens to be the birthday of Brother Logan Rickard and also the anniversary of Brother Kevin and Miss Sarah Rhodes. We want to say happy birthday to Brother Logan, happy anniversary to the Rhodes, and hope they have all have a special day today on their birthday and that anniversary as well. Well, I hope you had a good weekend and a good day in the Lord's house yesterday. We surely did here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. Always blessed to be back home. And we were gone, as you know, earlier in the week. Last week, we got in on Wednesday night about midnight. And so we were back here on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And then, so, of course, Lord's house on Sunday. We had a good prayer meeting, men's prayer meeting Saturday morning. And then a good day in the Lord's house yesterday. We're rejoicing in the blessings of God. I appreciate the fact that he let us go out and preach in Maryland there, in the meeting there. And we enjoyed our time there and then enjoyed the trip there and back. My wife and I uh, just enjoying some good, sweet time together. And that is a blessing. Amen and amen. Well, uh, let me get ready to move right along. Most of you know that Mrs. Hall was in the hospital most of last week. Do keep her in your prayers that God would strengthen her and help her and Brother Hall as well. Both of them weak and, and need some, need prayers and strength and pray that God would help them there in those needs. Also others, we got other friends that need help and touch and family that need a physical touch and we're praying for those. Also keep praying for our son Daniel and his wife Leanne that God would touch in their marriage and their home and would work there and help the children in particular, but the couple also as well. Well, we've got a message today that's going to begin today and run through Wednesday because we've got our marathon starting up on Thursday. Hope you all make plans to be a part of that radio marathon. But right now we've got the broadcast message getting ready to start. But first, I've got a song here by the Mark Thrym family on the family. And I'm going to be preaching on the home a little bit here in our message for this week. All right. As we begin looking in the scripture today, I'm going back in the archives and pulling out a message that actually I preached here at the Island Ford Baptist Church back in 2005. We were in a revival meeting here. Brother Hall was the pastor, and he had me come and preach a revival meeting. And I, this message I preached on one of those nights. We entitled it, A Mother in Israel. And it'll be a three-part sermon from Judges chapter number 5 and verses 1 through 9. And it's dealing with Deborah giving her song and what her great accomplishment was. And we're speaking about the accomplishments of Mama. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Judges chapter number five, if you found your place and would stand with us. I want to read the first nine verses here together and uh, preach... Uh, somewhat, I guess, of an unusual message is for me, but uh, I believe it's what's ordered for tonight. Verse number one, Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day, saying, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel, when the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord... I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when thou wentest out of Seir, 
When thou marchest out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped. The clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied, and the travelers went through byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose. That I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods. Then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or a spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless ye the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us read these verses of Scripture. And this story of this happening in the time of Israel, in the time of the judges, that, Lord, you gave victory. And we've seen you do again and again. We thank you. Dear Father, I pray that in the spiritual battle that will take place tonight, some in the hearts of men and women and boys and girls, and even possibly in the life of this entire church, a spiritual battle could be taking place. Father, I pray that one more time you'd raise up a standard. One more time, oh God, that you'd show forth your mighty power. That you'd give victory. Defeat the devil and all the forces of evil. That dear God, you'd receive glory and honor. Help us as thy people to willingly offer ourselves. Lord, that we might be vessels in the hand of God. That you could give victory. We'll thank you and praise you for what you do. Dear Lord, I want to ask you one more time. That you might save some sinner. Lord, that you might bring them to the end of themselves. That they could see their need, their great desperate need of a Savior. They'd run to Christ and be saved. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach on that phrase in verse number 7. That last phrase, a mother in Israel. As I thought about it this afternoon, I thought about the messages. I, I didn't plan them or... Um, you know, I, I said this morning, I didn't know, actually I didn't know Friday night till I was on my way up here, Friday, what I was going to be preaching. And then Saturday night, sometimes Saturday, and then for tonight, the Lord showed me tonight what I'd be preaching this morning, sitting in the congregation as we was getting ready for Sunday school. The Lord, Lord nudged my heart about this text and this thought and this message. But as I thought about it, it seems like the Lord's trying to do something in our hearts and especially in our homes it seems to me as though uh, Friday night the message was about the prodigal son, but primarily to young people about rebelling or repenting and staying right with mom and daddy and seeing how good it is at the father's house. Amen. Then on Saturday night we preached to the husbands and wives about the duties that we have one towards the other. And then this morning about being faithful, really being faithful to one another. And in particular, I guess, to men to, to watch out for the snare of the devil as some... A woman might be used to try to trip you up. Tonight I want to try to preach, I guess you would say I'm going to preach to the ladies because I'm going to preach about being a mother in Israel. But I want to spiritualize this thing if I can when I get done or before I get done and use this thought to all of us. Everybody in the church want to long to be a mother in Israel. Now when I look at this text here, a lot of the, I guess, I guess your, uh, 
equal rights type people, your uh, advancing of so-called advancing of womanhood people would like to take Deborah and use her as an illustration. Old Deborah was a prophetess. Oh, old Deborah was a deliverer of Israel. Old Deborah has her claim to fame. She does all that. Deborah and Barak have here just returned from a mighty battle and a great victory. They have now seen the enemies of the Lord defeated. They're now singing their victory song. Deborah gets her chance to announce her claim to fame. Deborah gets her chance to tell what she believes is the greatest thing she's ever done in the nation of Israel. And you know what she says? I'm a mother in Israel. Ladies, that's the greatest thing you can ever do. (laughs) That's right. Her greatest achievement in life is that she calls herself a mother in Israel. God had used Deborah to deliver Israel. God had used Deborah to deliver Israel not only from bondage, but to bring them or to call them back to God. If you remember the story, Barak apparently was somewhat of a of a nervous man, somewhat of a I won't say a spineless man, but he he did want, he wouldn't go to war unless Deborah went with him. And so Deborah said, "All right, I'll go with you." You know, I heard it said one time. It's just sort of a joke I heard, but this fellow, they drafted him to the war. Brother Holland said as he went to, to the place to register in or whatever, show up, he had his wife with him. And they said to him, they said, uh, what you got your wife for? He said, she's going with me. They said, no, no, you can't take your wife with you. You're going to war. He said, I know that, but I'm taking my wife because wherever I go, she goes. They said, no, sir, you don't understand. You can't take your wife with you. He said, I've got to take my wife with me. They said, why? He said, because she's the only person I know that can make me mad enough to want to kill somebody. <laughs> but old Barak, he, he sort of, you know, he is a little bit wimpish, I guess you might say. It looks like. He said, I ain't going to war unless Deborah goes with me. So Deborah said, all right, I'll go. But here's what I'm going to do. She said, God's going to give the victory. But He's going to give the victory through the hand of a woman. And that woman was J.L. You remember the story? How that the king came in there and God let her drive that nail through the head of that king. Amen. And God used that woman to bring victory to Israel and to call Israel back to a trust in a holy God. Amen. Now, having said all that, Deborah went with him. She went and they won the victory. Now, it's her opportunity to gloat over Barak. Now it's her opportunity to advance the call of womanhood and to say, as I said a minute ago, what her claim to fame is, her greatest achievement. And again, I remind you, what she said is, I rose a mother in Israel. (laughs) Our society has depreciated the qualities of a mother. Billy Sunday used to preach that message. He titled it, Messages from Mama. Mother's message. In those days, old Billy Sunday could preach and he'd tell about uh, how mothers had raised their children and how the children had broken the hearts of their mothers. And men, I'm talking about hardened sinners, drunkards and men such as that, would weep their way to the altar and call on God because they had a godly mother that had implanted in them and had instilled in them some godly qualities. Oh, God, give us some mothers like that again. That's a mother in Israel. 
God give us some mothers that will, uh, like Jochebed did to Moses as she bounced him on her knee, will teach them that you're different than the rest of this world. You don't belong to this world. You're going to have to turn your back on the riches and the pleasures of sin for a season and go with the children of God if you're going to amount to anything. God give us some mothers like that. Amen. I don't know. I'm telling you the impact that mothers have. But these people today like to depreciate the qualities of motherhood. They have almost made women embarrassed to admit that they are a mother. I mean, you know, I'm telling you what they're doing. Brother Crawford, I guarantee you've seen it. What they'll say, are all them children yours? Say hallelujah to God. Amen. Uh, one of the ladies at our church, she says, yes, they're all mine and they're all by my husband. Amen. <laughs> They, they ask crazy questions. Don't you know what caused that? Well, sure I do. The Lord caused that. What do you think caused that? Amen. But they make it almost embarrassing for a woman to admit she's a mother, especially a full-time mother. Oh, you mean you don't work? Do you remember Teresa Hines Carey, what she said about old uh, Mrs. Bush? I don't forgot her first name. It's not Barbara. What's her name? Laura Bush. Yeah. Said that she'd never worked a job. And made fun of her, mocked her that she'd never worked a job. Trying to embarrass. And you would think Teresa Hines case is supposed to be a woman's rights person. A pro-choice person. Amen. An advancer of womanhood. I'm going to tell you the greatest advancement of womanhood that could ever be is for you to long to be and recognize your qualities of being a mother. Amen. I know it's right. Amen. Well, they, they try to make it embarrassing. For people to admit they're a mother. This so-called drive to advance womanhood by the NOW gang, National Organization of Women, and their crowd have desecrated women, have abused women, have desecrated women, ladies, and motherhood, and they call it advancing womanhood. My wife and I went to, to there in Wilkesboro. They had a, a, a Colonel Oliver North came and spoke to some people there, and we went, my children, we all went one day. I'm going to tell you, you've heard them talk about red-letter days. I ain't sure what all that means, but that was a red-letter day in our life, amen. I told my children, I said, you're going to get to do something that you may never get to do again, and I said, you ought to respect this man and respect this opportunity and acknowledge the goodness of God. And boy, we got there, and they had the ROTC from the one of the local high schools, and guess what was leading the ROTC? A little girl. She isn't calling out all the orders. Up, two, three. And she isn't doing all this stuff and tell them when to raise the flag and when to do all that. And is doing the Pledge of Allegiance. And she is the one that was standing right there at that American flag. And I saw Colonel, Colonel North standing next to her and he had a grin on his face. He is trying his best not to laugh out loud. I know what he's doing. Amen. But I heard him make this statement. He didn't make it right then, but I heard him make it before. He said, no society ever has stood or deserves to stand that sends its mothers and its daughters to do its fighting for them. Amen. Amen. I don't want my daughter joining ROTC. Amen. National Guard or any of that mess. Amen. Amen. I think it's honorable for a man to stand up, but it sure is bad that a woman had to stand up for him. Amen. But they have desecrated motherhood and the idea of what God made a woman for. Well, let me read you something. In, in the late 1980s, when George H.W. Bush was president of the United States, his wife Barbara Bush was able, 
or was asked to speak at the graduation exercises for Wellesley's Women's, Women's College. You may remember that. I've got the article somewhere in my files from U.S. News World Report. Her invitation was protested by the women's livers because they said that Barbara Bush's only claim to fame was that she had been a wife and a mother. By the way, she was the wife of the United States President. And she is the mother of the two-term United States President. Amen. Amen. I thank God for that. But Barbara Bush went on and made her statement. She didn't let them, she didn't let them cow, she didn't cow down to them. She didn't let them run her off. That She got up and she made her comments. And when she made her comments, this is what she said. I've got the quote. When you are drawing your final breaths, and it comes time for you to leave this world, you will not be thinking about that deal that you just closed or that case that you just tried or your accomplishments in the business world. You will not call for your co-chairman or your vice president or even your business partners to stand by your bedside. This is what she said. At that time, the most important accomplishments and your most valuable companions... <laughs> will be your husband and your children. <laughs> I say thank God for Barbara Bush. Amen. I was thinking about it today. <laughs> George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush, both of them apparently married some good women. Those women have high approval ratings. They're smarter than Bill Clinton or John Kerry. Amen. <laughs> but Barbara Bush made that statement. She said, when you're dying... You're not going to be so excited about business accomplishments. You're not going to be so excited about business companions. But your greatest accomplishment and your greatest companion would be your husband and your children when it comes time to die. I say amen to that. Amen. God places a premium on motherhood. God mentions mothers. You ought to look it up in Strong's Concordance. He mentions mothers at least 325 times. In the King James Bible. He must think a whole lot about mothers. He is willing to let his son be born without an earthly father. But he wanted him to have a mother. (laughs) He didn't want her to be a single mother either. He wanted her to be a married mother. (laughs) Amen. Boy, I'm telling you, this world's got a warped view of things. I was thinking about it to be that mother. God always... Let me back up a minute. God always speaks approvingly of motherhood. To be a mother does not take a college degree. Amen. To be a mother does... I mean, you don't have to excel in a lot of the things that the world would mock you and make fun of you if you don't excel in. But being a mother does mean you've got to surrender to God and place yourself in that position to be exactly what God made you to be. Every little girl one day wants to be a mother. She plays with baby dolls unless you warp her. Amen. She don't necessarily play with Barbie dolls. Barbie dolls teach her to be a sex figure. Baby dolls teach her to be a mother. Amen. I said one time I was going to preach a message on two Barbie or two not Barbie. (laughs) Shakespeare would like it, wouldn't he? Amen. (laughs) Amen. I'd say not Barbie. Amen. (laughs) But little girls, I mean, they want to be a mother. 
I'm going to tell you all to fan that flame. There's a little girl, Brother Frank Patton's little girl, little Jessica. Her mother grew up in our church. And Brother Frank and, and Miss Wendy now, they're married and they're uh, members down at Brother Anderson's. Well, I could, I could tell a lot of stories here and I, I don't want to run too many rabbits. But Miss Wendy, when she was probably 13, 14, 15, she was having all kinds of troubles in her body, all kinds of problems. And doctors told her she'd never have children. They put her on all kinds of hormones and they reacted in her body in strange ways. And I, I ain't going to go into a lot of detail, but Wendy, in her heart, all she wanted was to be able to be a wife and a mother. And I told her, man, my wife told her, we told her, if you'll be, if you'll stay true to God, and if you'll live for the Lord, and you'll do your best to please God, I believe God will give you a husband, and I believe He's able to give you children. Amen. We believe that, and we prayed over it. Matter of fact, I mentioned that my wife had three different doctors tell her we couldn't have babies. I've got four children to tell them they're wrong. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but we told her, and it's the truth, when we, we wanted to have children and couldn't, it seemed like we couldn't have children. We didn't have children. And we got down by the bed and we held hands and we prayed. And this is what I told my wife. I said, honey, I know where babies come from. They come from God. And God can open the womb or God can shut the womb. And I believe we'll ask Him, He'll open the womb. And God opened it, amen. And that's why we made up our mind if it's a girl was going to name her Hannah after that open womb. Or if it's a boy... We was going to name him Samuel. After the same idea. We, we named Hannah, Hannah Michelle. We, I wanted them to have Bible names and I, I was trying to think of a name and Michael was a good name. And, and did you know what the name Michael means? And Michelle, of course, being the feminine form of Michael. The name Michelle means who is likened to our God. And I was reading one day over in Psalm, believe it, Psalm 113, and it says, Who is like unto our God, who makes the barren woman the happy mother of children? Amen. (laughs) And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepard saying good day and God bless you.